We need reversal, a change, God's intervention. Part 2 by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor The extent of damage caused by rebellion and sin we as humanity have inflicted on ourselves, as well as all of creation, is way beyond what one might think at first glance. As spoken about in Part 1, everything we have thought to do from the Garden on has been accomplished through the twisted wisdom of Satan, chosen for us by our ancestors, Adam and Eve. It is the wisdom of the world, as he is its ruler. We were created perfect in God's image, but with man's rebellion against God's law, we changed radically. We began to emulate Satan's nature, following his lead and counsel. Cruel, hard, anger-based attitudes evolved from our mentor and is the same driving force that is behind a good portion of the things we do today. Consequently, there is very little man has accomplished that is harmonious with God's thoughts and ways, as he is a God of love. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 through 9 For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So along with our altered natures, we continue to this day thinking and strategizing through the world's wisdom to build our society. It's all we have known, all we've been taught from the cradle on. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 19 through 20 speaks of this wisdom. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 5-6 through six, That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom from God among those who are mature that will receive and change yet not the wisdom of this age the world's knowledge nor the rulers of this age the intellect of man that is influenced by the enemy's thoughts who are coming to nothing therefore everything we have set out to do for 7000 years dawning the eighth is futile and temporal dead works. All will be destroyed, as it is not of God. Yet God promises to restore man and all creation to its original perfect state, to intervene in the world's affairs, setting us free of the very world we have created. It's a promise to those that love Him enough to change. We as mankind have made a mess out of every area of our lives. Our rebellion has infected even the heavenlies. As discussed in part one of this series, wayward angels found companions among the daughters of man and children who were born that were not of either species. At the flood, man and all the face of the earth died for their atrocity. But the creatures being half angel turned into the spirit realm. From there, needing physical bodies to function on earth, they live their lives through mankind, 
causing us and them to even further sin. Between these evil spirits and man, we have come real close to making all of creation eligible to taste the wrath of God. Speaking of sin, let your mind glide over the acts in your own personal life that you know are wrong, and then think about how much of humanity has done the very same things. Call to mind the sinful things others have done against you, and then apply that to all of humanity. Because of God's love and mercy, Jesus came to set us free of both these spirits and the sins we have brought on ourselves. We could say it this way, God came through the body of Jesus to set us free. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. We must make people see these things, otherwise they will blame God for the world we live in and the sorrowful things we experience. Luke chapter 4 verses 16 through 21, reveals to us how the earthly ministry of Jesus began. So he, Jesus, came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he, God the Father, has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. God intervenes for good, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant, and sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogues were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All the above is why he was born. Once again, Jesus is setting humanity free, this time in a much bigger way, using us, his people all over the world. He patiently waited until man could clearly see the hopelessness of their condition. He will not intervene until we are sorry for what we as mankind have done. You see, God's people are not only repenting for what they as individuals have done wrong, but they are standing in the gap, repenting for all of humanity. Thus Isaiah 61 is a worldwide ministry, setting man and creation free. Jesus said we would do greater works than His. He physically delivered and set free all those brought to Him within walking distance. We today on a much larger scale can around the world deliver each other through the prayer of deliverance. He gave His life so this would be possible for us to do through the authority of His name. As we testify, acknowledge we are guilty, and sincerely repent for ourselves and all mankind, the charges are dropped forever because of the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus. He became our scapegoat, taking all the sins and curses rightfully ascribed to man 
on himself, setting us forever free. If we should die, all that believe in him will be taken to paradise. But there are those that will not die and will remain on earth to establish his kingdom. These will be made immortal, incorruptible, giving mankind a chance to start over. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 54. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Back to the perfect state we were in before Adam and Eve chose the wrong counsel, the wrong knowledge. We must first repent, however, and come to the full understanding of how very wrong and out of order we are, and how assimilated into Satan's ways we have become. We must desire with all our hearts for God to intervene, so His kingdom will emerge over this world, and His will be established over the earth and all on it. So starting at the very beginning of man's existence, we need to repent for rebelling against God's commandments or laws to not touch, to not taste wisdom from the wrong tree, consequently committing sin that has put all of creation at odds with the Father. We need to repent for our bringing death, aging, decay, and corruption to earth through receiving Satan's knowledge that would from then on govern our lives. Only through repentance are we entitled to eat from the tree of life and eligible to receive the fruit of Christ's life-changing knowledge. Only God's Word can rent the veil of deception from the hearts of God's people. It is this veil that has been blinding humanity to God's kingdom all of these years. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 17 through 18 This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you, those in Christ, should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, in the wrong knowledge, having their understanding darkened by the twisted knowledge, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. This blindness has prevented us from seeing the extent of our assimilation into Satan and his world. It has made us oblivious to the massive damage we have blighted all of creation with. In fact, we have abused everything that we were given guardianship of in so many ways. Take the animals, for instance, hunted, to the point of extinction of certain species. Many are endangered in the name of progress, habitat loss, satanic rituals, lab rats, on and on. Their natures were changed because of us, and they now turn on each other as well as man. We have used them for entertainment at the cost of their lives, pit dogs, game roosters, etc., 
People have used them as tools rather than the living creatures they were to protect. They have been made to assist us in wars, in crime, in our quest for power, therefore making them accomplices to our sin. Shame on man. We must repent for ourselves and them. Look at the mess we are in because of the influence of the unclean spirits that share and plague our lives. Addictions, deformed mentally and physically addicted children, bulimia, anorexia, sexual addictions, AIDS, prostitution, all the things we do to satisfy the appetite of these unseen creatures, the unclean spirits that possess us, and even our animals. These creatures fulfill their nature by causing us to be angry, depressed, cruel, and even blasphemous against God. Look at the role education has played. It has taught Satan's knowledge from every direction Satan could devise. We have preschools, elementary, middle, high school, college, private, or open to all. Satisfies your every need, and yet everything we do with that knowledge is guaranteed to fail. Using this knowledge, man has also had the audacity to think they can govern themselves, choose their own leaders, etc. Look at the world around us, its systems and culture. Are we not brilliant? We've destroyed much of our own planet, depletion of minerals, pollution, deforestation, lumber mills, air pollution, nuclear damage, radiation due to bombs and nuclear plants. Look at our space trash. We've messed up everything as far as we can reach out to. Germ warfare, spread of disease from armies, missionaries, carrying truth. Sorry, would God orchestrate this? We celebrate holidays man has contrived and ignore God's feasts. We divide the human race into denominations, groups of men and groups of women, secret societies, mystery religions, all lovingly governed by Leviathan through man. Her religions have a name, Babylon, the bride of Satan. In her are the many false doctrines, the lies of Satan along with all of his unkept promises, pedophiles, homosexuals, Sexual immorality of all kinds are welcomed in her edifices. Just bring your tithe. Her teachings provide the nourishment for the fruit of the tree she represents, producing murder, rape, child abuse, child labor, slavery, violence, all just a part of our daily lives. Revelation 18 says it this way. Revelation chapter 18 Verses 2 and 3. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, the unclean spirits, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird, birds of prey. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. These are the religions of the world that have been built on Satan's knowledge through man's intellect. 
Again, what did we expect? Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. We do it quite well spiritually as well as physically, just like him. In closing, these things are just the tip of the proverbial iceberg. Our rebellion and wickedness has been massive. There would be no hope for humanity. In fact, if it were not for God's plan for restoration. No hope for sure if Jesus had not fulfilled his part in that plan. He died to pay for every sin we ever committed. His blood covers all and releases us from the curses we brought on ourselves. But here is the deal. We must repent to put our sins and the sins of humanity under the blood and renounce all to do with the actions of Adam and Eve that led the way to the predicament mankind is in today. We need reversal, a change, God's intervention, which will be discussed in part three, the last of this series.